Welcome to Stories of Thankfulness. In this podcast, I hope to share with you stories of how God has used other people to bless my life. In addition, I'll be bringing on special guests to share their stories of thankfulness and how God used people in their lives to also provide blessings. If you enjoyed these stories, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. If you'd like to share your story, email me at matt at storiesofthankfulness.com or leave me a voicemail at 903-213-3934. And now, on to our story. Howdy, friends. Got another story of thankfulness for you here. So this time I'm going to tell you the story about the car that drove through the big glass window. So several years ago, I uh, worked and served at this church called Lifehouse Church in Texarkana. Now, Lifehouse was a church plan of the North American Mission Board. Um, we were a little church in the College Hill community of Texarkana, which sounds just fun and upstanding when you say it that way. We was a church in the ghetto. A ghetto that I happened to spend a good chunk of my childhood in. So it was very important to me. My mother still lives in uh, the College Hill community to this day. And so that neighborhood is very important to me. And uh, I've lived in that neighborhood as a child and as an adult in life. A lot of of good friends of mine live there. So anyways, Lifehouse Church was was a church plan, a mission church. Uh, the North American Mission Board, which is part of the uh, uh, Southern Baptist Convention and also a church plan of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Uh, I'm a Southern Baptist and have uh, served with Southern Baptist churches, been a member of Southern Baptist churches uh, before. So what I did at that church, I was, um, at the time, I think I was helping out with youth ministry. Over the years, I helped out with several things there. And I was definitely helping out with technology, uh, sound system, media, AV stuff, computers, the network, things like that. I was the technology guy there. And we had this old building. This building is a uh, former retail store. Uh, Years and years ago, it was a lighting store. Uh, You could tell because we had this drop-down ceiling. I know why you have a drop-down ceiling in the church, but we had a drop-down ceiling in our main sanctuary area and uh, there were little tracks between the drop down tiles where there was plugs these special plugs that these lamps used to use for the old uh, lighting store and then uh, after it was a lighting store it was a video rental store Um, and then I don't know what else it was after that at one point it had became a, uh, a different church that had settled in that building and it worked uh, to open a mission there in College Hill. They met for several years and unfortunately their church had fallen apart and they but they had had a, some programs with the youth and the kids in the neighborhood so the Salvation Army stepped in and took over and they started running those programs and Salvation Army had a church there for a little while um, doing some ministry work. And they eventually closed, and Lifehouse came in. The building owner uh, gave us a good deal uh, to get started, and Lifehouse Church came in, and uh, our our pastor and his team had uh, got that started. I actually came in a few weeks after Lifehouse had started, maybe a few weeks, a month or two after Lifehouse started is whenever I came in to Lifehouse. 
anyways, so Lifehouse had uh, our front area with a couple of, uh, did we have walls? We had almost no walls back at the end of the front. Later, we added some walls in the front to set up different distinct areas. We had the front area, which was the old retail store, and then the back, which was the warehouse for the retail. This was before we even had a kitchen in the back. Um, but we did have the, the gym area back there. We, we made it a gym. The old warehouse became a gym. I believe the previous church had done that. They put up some basketball goals and things. And so uh, we often had programs where we had the youth of the neighborhood come in. And in that neighborhood, a lot of kids walk. Um, either their parents don't have cars or their parents got their car and they're off at work or what have you. It's, it's a walking neighborhood. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of kids would walk to church and there were kids in and out all the time. As part of being a mission church, we would often have other groups come in that supported us. See, we were not self-supporting. The North American Mission Board uh, gave us a little bit of money to operate. They gave our pastor a little bit of money so that he could uh, live, <laughs> pay his bills to be the pastor there. And when I say a little bit of money, I mean a little bit of money. Our pastor often had one or two other jobs um, just so he could pay his own bills at home. And he still spent all of his time at church. So this was not a uh, big, fancy, rich church by any means. Um, not that there's wrong thing with big rich churches uh, the Lord blesses the Lord blesses and I will tell you the Lord blessed us mightily at Lifehouse mightily um, I could tell you all the things we didn't have but I cannot tell you anything that the Lord wanted us to have that we didn't get I word that kind of funny saying that but what I'm trying to say is the Lord always provided and this is the story I want to tell you guys about so one of the other ways we were funded was there were several other churches, Sunday school groups, individuals who would uh, regularly donate to us. Maybe they had a monthly pledge or uh, a monthly commitment they, they self-committed to, and they would regularly send us money. Very often, over and over again, there would be a need in the church, and then all of a sudden, some random donor would send us a check. The Lord provided over and over. The Lord used many people to bless that neighborhood. Many of them kids got to eat because of the donors to that church. Kids who had no food at home could come to the church and eat. It happened over and over again. Many people off the streets got to eat. Um, many kids got clothes. And more importantly, them kids got a sense of community, a sense that somebody loved them. When so much stuff in their life was falling apart, when they had parents who were struggling with poverty and with drug addiction and with so many rough things in life that it was a rough life for a lot of those kids and that was a safe place they could come to. It still is, by the way. Lifehouse is still there and it's still a safe place. It's still a shining example of Christ's love in that neighborhood. But I will tell you uh, on this particular story, so I was telling you how we were supported. So there were several groups and churches and individuals who would support us. And then there were sometimes groups, other groups who wanted to do mission work and they appreciated the work we did in our community. And maybe they wanted to learn to do it in their community. And so they would come and work with us and learn how to do, you know, door-to-door -door ministry, how to get out in the community and do ministry. 
or maybe they did it great and they just want to come help us do door-to-door ministry. Um, it's all kingdom work here and we weren't in competition with others. Uh, we we're all trying to do the, the Lord's work. And so uh, this particular week we had a group from Mississippi up who uh, I believe their pastor used to serve under our pastor in a, in a church in Mississippi in the past or something like that. But they come up and they were a supporter of ours. They were coming to help. They had brought a bunch of their youth and a bunch of their adults. They come up, they brought tools and supplies and they were coming to help us. And they were such a mighty help. Now they had a list of things they wanted to help us with. The one problem we had that wasn't on their list was our air conditioners. See, I told you guys this was a retail store, right? And it had been a retail store, and these air conditioners had originally been put in as a retail store. Then other churches had operated. But when Lifehouse was operating there, we were running a lot of people in the building. We were packing the building full. And the whole front of the the store was glass, these big, giant glass walls. So that you could see the lights back in the day when it was a lighting store, you know. And we were running a lot of people, and the air conditioners were just not keeping up. We were running them at full blast. Uh, we were very blessed that the local community college, the guy who ran the HVAC program down there, he would often send his people over to help work on our air conditioners for us. Um, they would donate as much as they could to us for getting that done. But it came down to a point where they said, look, the system's done. You're, you're overextending it way too much. You need a whole new air conditioning system. And I don't remember what the money was going to be, but it was thousands of dollars and it was just not happening. We just didn't have the money, didn't close to have the money, didn't know where we were going to get the money. We didn't own the building or any assets to borrow the money. We were just going to have to meet in the heat. And uh, it's in, you know, southwest Arkansas, around the line with East Texas there. It's hot in the summer, well over 100 degrees outside. And so in the building can get even hotter. Um, and there was not an easy way to open up that building to let air flow. We had a few doors, but no windows that opened and things. And with those, uh, walls, we had some shades over the glass walls, but they weren't perfect and still let in a lot of heat. Well, this mission team came in, they were going to help us. I believe they were there to help us put in a kitchen. If they didn't do it this trip on some other trip, they came in and put in a whole new kitchen for us in the back. Um, which was in itself a, a giant blessing. I should probably make a whole episode about that kitchen uh, has fed many a people over the years for a space that wasn't even supposed to have a kitchen. But anyways, they didn't realize about the air conditioning problem. And so uh, we had this air conditioning problem. We knew it was a problem. We were praying about it. We were praying we knew the lord would take care of it because the lord had taken care of things multiple times but what we didn't know is how the lord was gonna do it one of the adults on their mission team had went to go park her car in the uh, corner of the building there in our parking lot and somehow she accidentally hit the gas pedal instead of the brake pedal and when she did she drove straight over the parking uh, stop right through the glass wall and right into our main sanctuary just massive glass everywhere huge giant hole in the wall it was bad and i will tell you just a few minutes before that happened there were a whole bunch of kids sitting there when she plowed through that wall she hit one of the speakers on our sound system which shorted out our sound system which was 
a very, very primitive sound system. Um, again, I tell you, I did the technology there. It was a very primitive system at the time. But we had just invested in the best that we could get for what we had at the time. And so she shorted out the sound system, destroyed the speaker, plowed into a bunch of chairs, destroyed the big glass wall. Her car, I believe, was mostly okay, but I'm sure it had some damage. Uh, it was a, a massive thing. But let me tell you, one thing we did have was insurance. Now, <laughs> there was a lot of other stories over the years of things that happened at Lifehouse and our insurance premiums, I'm sure, went up. I know there was threats of removing our insurance because we got broken into so many times because we were in such a bad neighborhood. But this was, I believe, our first insurance claim. And <laughs> glass walls are expensive, friends. Very expensive. It was much, much cheaper. And the insurance company was happy to pay to replace that wall with a metal wall, which was not only more secure, but kept the heat out because we could put insulation in there and made the air conditioners that we had work a whole lot better. So of having these big glass hothouse to deal with, we were able to put up the metal wall there and make the air conditioners work a lot better. We, with the compensation of the insurance company, we were able to replace the sound system and get a much nicer setup than what we had previously had. Uh, I'm sure we replaced those chairs and all that stuff. And so what seemed like such a horrible accident and the poor lady was so upset and she, they, she'd come to help and she thought she had hurt us uh, mortally by driving into the building like that. But the truth was it was such a blessing. The Lord used her and used the insurance company and just used all that whole situation to what it might have looked like a bad thing to be a giant blessing. Where that car drove through that building, hundreds of people have been baptized there. Now in that part of the building sets the baptistry. And hundreds of people have made a public profession of faith that they now follow the Lord Jesus Christ. You just can't ask for a better story than that. That, my friends, today is my story of thankfulness. I'm thankful for that lady and her willingness to come all the way from Mississippi to Arkansas to serve the Lord. I'm thankful for the Lord for using all those opportunities to bless our church. And uh, as a result, allow us to serve all those kids in the community. Um, so, yeah, just very thankful for that. And that's a, another story of thankfulness I wanted to share with you, friends. So I like to always leave you and remind you, uh, as you go out through your week, go out through your day, uh, look, for, look for opportunities where you can be a blessing to someone else. Look for opportunities where you can be someone else's story of thankfulness. If you'll open yourself up to it, the Lord will use you. Thanks a lot. Goodbye, friends.